It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Tuesday the 19th of July 2022. This is for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. I was supposed to be at Alton Towers today on the Smiler, Nemesis, Wicker Man, Oblivion. Um, I even had some fast track passes. Instead, that's been cancelled because of the weather conditions. So I'm going to be uh, heading into the office in a minute on uh, the equally frightening ride, London to ground in 40 degree heat. Now, the US yield curve remains very much inverted. Two's tens are at minus 17 basis points. And yesterday, Apple became the latest tech company to announce either a hiring slowdown, a freeze or outright job cuts. Last week, Microsoft um, announced the reorganization, for instance, uh, Netflix, Peloton, Tesla, uh, pretty much all of them, um, whether big or small, are laying off employees at the moment. But it's really the economic environment in the Eurozone that's triggered the biggest wave of pessimism in the last couple of days. Um, uh, kind of uh, symptomatic of that is a note that JP Morgan have put out that's incredibly bearish on credit, really. Um, it's called Hope for the Best, Prepare for the Worst, and talking in detail about the gas storage issues in Europe and uh, the reliance on of Germany and Italy in particular. Um, on Russian gas uh, given the low levels of storage which is in part um, allegedly a a function of um, Russian uh, involvement uh, not just in the pipeline but also in the gas storage management system but the closure of Nord Stream for maintenance and whether it reopens again after that maintenance period to deliver the storage levels that Europe needs for the winter is very much a matter of um, conjecture and I think most people fear and suspect that storage levels won't be high enough to avoid rationing and what does rationing mean we don't exactly know no one's announced exactly what the plan is although there are kind of uh, stages that some of the 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 countries have said they'll move into different stages of um, rationing should it come to it but we know that in Germany in particular they have uh, a very big chemical sector steel, glass, concrete, auto manufacturing, you know, BMW, Volkswagen, other manufacturing stuff. And at the same time as the rationing on the the kind of industrial base, JP Morgan talk about the impact of the fuel shock on consumers and what that will mean for everything from retailers to advertisers and and, and so forth. Um, As high inflation rates due to energy costs uh, reduce standards of living effectively. So the note quotes the Bundesbank, the German, well, previously the German central bank, now it's kind of in, well, I guess it's just a bank. I don't know what it is nowadays. Anyway, the Bundesbank um, is saying that there'll be a 7% hit to German GDP in 2023 and a 4.5% hit to GDP in 2024 relative to uh, pre-crisis baselines. So it doesn't mean we'll have a negative 7%, but it might mean you know, minus 5% um, outright GDP growth. In either situation, two years of of extreme depression, recession, as a result of um, the fuel shock and the rationing that will ensue from that. Um, Note also mentions nationalisations in prospect, and we've already seen one of those in progress at the moment. So this morning, EDF, the French utility, the French government has announced it's going to offer uh, to buy the remaining 16% that it doesn't own of that, so bring it back fully into public hands. I think Uniper is another utility company that's um, 
that, that's um, close to rationalisation too and I think we expect more of this sort of thing as energy companies get into difficulty having contracted to provide energy at a certain level but being unable to provide it given the input costs that they face and we're seeing that in the UK as well with smaller energy companies being forced out of business and merging with larger ones at the moment. So what does this mean for corporate bonds? Well um, bad news I'm afraid so for investment grade credit they expect um, a 100 basis points widening to 325 basis points. So it's roughly 200 now in European investment grade, 100 basis points more on top of that. And for high yield, a 300 basis points widening um, to about 1,000. 1,000, remember, is the level indicating widespread distress. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the whole market is trading as a distressed bond at that level. Other things they put out, liquidity is going to be extremely poor. They worry about Italy with uh, Draghi, the Prime Minister, trying to resign. Um, and I guess most worryingly, both they and Credit Suisse, and another note that was more macro-focused this morning, don't think that the ECB will ride to the rescue this time uh, to the same extent it had done in the past through its kind of bond purchasing um, processes like CSSF. Uh, CSSP, CSSP program. Um, so they don't think they'll kind of restart aggressive corporate bond buying because of the inflation outlook, basically. Um, so inflation is so high that I think it'd be difficult to do kind of QE or QE light stuff, um, except as a kind of buyer of last resort program. So if things get really, really bad, you might see something, but not not a reopening of those structural programs that have really uh, produced an ongoing bid for, for credit over the past few years. Having said all of that, um, all that doom and gloom and stuff, credit was better yesterday, it was a bit tighter. Um, uh, as were equities generally uh, until the end of the day when the Apple news came out. But US high yield was the outperformer, so that was 13 basis points tighter on the day yesterday at 534 basis points. Remember, we got to about 600 basis points in June, so we're we're kind of well off the, um, the wides in high yield, but, you know, that would under the JP Morgan 1,000 basis points uh, situation, we could see a doubling of high yield spreads from here effectively, although European high yield is trading a bit wider of US high yield at the moment because of these European specific energy problems, which aren't faced by America, which is not quite, but pretty much energy self-sufficient nowadays. Finally today, uh, US jobs data just came out uh, now, and good news really, uh, there was a big bounce or increase in the number of workers returning to the jobs market effectively, so you know, there's been this mystery really why people, why there was a, a labour shortage in the UK, you know, we know some things Brexit has led to Eastern Europeans work, workers heading back to Eastern Europe or, or elsewhere in the Eurozone, but there was certainly... Uh, a lot of people who had kind of disappeared from the labour market. Speculations, people with savings built up over COVID, thanks to COVID uh, furlough schemes or or whatever else it might have been. Um, COVID loans, etc. It might have been elderly or older workers deciding to retire earlier than they might well have done uh, before. Um, again, because of savings built up or a change in attitude over lockdown. But nevertheless, we saw employment in the UK go up by nearly 300,000 
workers compared to an expectation of uh, just a little above half that um, in the last month we have data for. And so, you know, what's causing this? Well, perhaps savings that were built up over lockdown are now starting to run down and the cost of living crisis is starting to bite for people and they're thinking, you know, really could do with having a job or uh, what, what if I don't have a job now and we go into recession, you know, how easy will it be to get a job after the recession? So precautionary returning to the workforce in case uh, things go south. Nevertheless, all of this is alleviating some of the labour shortages and wage pressures that some employers were facing uh, will probably be less than they would have otherwise been. The wages data that came out were bad, though. Um, this is really because of inflation, that wages are going up. But after inflation, between March and May this year, real wages, um, excluding bonuses, or it's also true for bonus numbers uh, uh, as well, real wages have fallen by nearly 3%, so minus 2.8%. So um, you know, even if you are in employment, um, the cost of living crisis will be quite severe at the moment. So as the ONS puts it, it's a pretty mixed picture for the US labour market this morning. That's it for today. Stay frosty. Bye.